Hello everyone and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. We're continuing watching The Last of Us. It's time for episode 6. This is your host Trevor and joining me as usual is... Hey guys, it's Prague. Bienvenidos. This is Alexander Wolfgang. Hi guys. Mm. Uh, Hello. Another week of apocalypse worlds. Yeah, I mean, real life is kind of scary right now. I'll tell you what. Oh, you mean the show? I'm sorry I wasn't too sure what we were talking about. I thought we were talking about America right now, but we're not. Is Wait, is America being all apocalyptic? We're fine. Right now? We're perfectly fine. Don't okay, worry about that. Just keep I don't on being happy. Oh, uh, today was a stressful day. I already told you guys, Aww. but yeah, I know. Hey, if anybody wants to join in my GoFundMe, I lost my work drone today in the ocean. So, one, Did if you... you are in Solana Beach, California, and you happen to come across a drone, please give me a call or just shoot me some money on PayPal. It helps. <laughs> it helps. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. You had to wave goodbye at it. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, dude, it was so it was terrible. Some guy I, I ran up to this guy. So, OK, story is my drone fell in the ocean, ran up to this guy and I'm like, hey, did you happen to see where my drone landed? He goes, oh, I thought that was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never heard a bird go. <laughs> okay. uh, sometimes pelicans do that, but no. not often. <laughs> That must be those Bay Area pelicans. Yes. Anyway. Sorry about that, Alex. That's not no, funny. it's okay. It's okay. But hey, guys, I'm I'm looking forward to spending some time here with you guys and talking about some worlds being destroyed. Yeah, The Last of Us Episode 6 has some really nice drone shots in it, by the way. Uh, just a reminder of yeah. what I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor! Do you have anything for us? I might, but I think we should talk about the show. And then okay. we'll continue our spoiler-free to a movie about a destroyer of worlds. But before mm. that, we, we do want to at least... What did we think of episode six? Gotcha. Okay. Love the tease. Nice tease. tease. I like it. Solid. <laughs> just a t- Alex, do you want me te- to start? It was, no, you just—it was a tee balled up. I, I appreciate it. I tried—I tried to figure something out. Anywho, I'll go first. Uh, this right. was a fun episode, but you know what? It left me questioning so many different questions. One of the questions we may not bring up because we talked about it <laughs> during the pre-show, which brought up a really good point. After, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. <laughs> But there are a lot of other questions in this episode. And honestly, like, I I kind of like these feel-good episodes. For the most part, this was a feel-good episode. 
for the most yeah. part. For the most part, it was a feel-good episode, and I did not mind it at all. I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, I, I still say, like when after episode three, I felt like the rest of this show is going to be an easy breezy show, and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. I still, I definitely feel the emotions, but, but it's not the same emotions that we've felt before. So, okay, yeah, okay. I'll leave it there. We'll see. It might surprise us in the next few episodes, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I guess I'll go next. I thought it was a good episode. As it, as you said, kind of like a, a happier tone for the most part throughout this episode. There were some heavy moments, I think, but they weren't like heavy, like a guy shooting his brother and then shooting himself in the head heavy. Yeah. Like we had last which week. They, which they had to recap for some reason. I know. <laughs> I think. Twice they that. recapped that. Whew. Anyways, so there wasn't any of that, thankfully. Um, though there were some heavier themes, they just weren't heavy like that. So I, I, I appreciate this episode for that. It was definitely beautifully shot. Um, very world building, I think, is what I would call this episode. It almost feels like Ooh, yeah. this episode was world building for season two of The Last of Us, more so than even continuing on the story that we're seeing right now. Which it does, you know, because you do get a lot of character development between Ellie and Joel in this episode. Um, there were some actors in this episode that I'm big fans of. They're kind of like either um, like character actors or, or actors I haven't seen maybe in a show in a long time. So that was a nice surprise. Uh, we'll talk about that when we go into spoilers some more. And um, yeah, overall, I think I had a little bit of an issue with one aspect of the episode, but it didn't detract from the episode let's put it that way so, overall i thought it was, uh, it was a really solid episode yeah yeah i mean i refer to this episode as heart to heart there was a heart to heart talk between joel and ellie twice heart one heart. between maria and ellie and then one between joel and his brother tommy so there was just a lot of conversations where we're talking about deep stuff between each other and it's really interesting this show further is going down that path of we're going to take the major storyline beats of the video game and make it a really slow-burning, dialogue-heavy, person-of-interest kind of stories about how you handle an apocalypse rather than, oh my god, we're running from zombies every single episode. And yes. I really and appreciate boring, that. Right? It yes. might not be the show that people expected or maybe wanted, but it's a good way of HBO taking something where a lot of people, most people probably haven't played the the video game and to make the show for people where it's irrelevant if you played the game or not. That's mm -hmm. what they did a really good job at. We've seen a lot of people try to make video game adaptations and they're always kind of goofy over the top. There's always a just kind of hard to believe idea. This one continues to ground itself in realism as realistic as you can get in a zombie apocalypse scenario. Well said. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. And to echo Prague's point, just beautifully shot. Like, this is what happens when you shoot on location. You can just tell. Oh <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not in a volume. <laughs> yeah, and where, I'm sorry, where where are they at? They're in Wyoming? They're in Wyoming. Yeah. It was filmed in Canada, apparently, this episode. Okay. But supposed to be Wyoming. Very beautiful. Beautiful, wherever it was yeah. filmed up there. British Columbia, Absolutely. I think, possibly. Well, that right Very there well is our... 
uh spoiler free let's get into some uh socials so check us out over on crossthestreamsmedia.com you can find all of our episodes links to all of our socials and everything Mm -hmm. over there Uh, oh uh one other thing over there you can leave Mm -hmm. a voicemail so if tell us what you think about yes that's that's what Prague was doing if you're watching on youtube uh (laughs) if it's just audio it doesn't make any sense they're like what why is he saying this um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah make sure to check us out on cross the streams media leave a voicemail uh what are your thoughts on this show overall i mean we we continue to give us give you our takes we want to hear what you guys have to say if you want go check us out at twitter instagram and facebook for updates on latest episodes and other fun stuff um and then go over to oh man there's a lot more go to youtube like and subscribe on youtube watch the videos because that's always fun we you know we want to one day maybe monetize and make money off this stuff it'll never happen but it's okay we can always dream uh go over to itunes and leave us a five star review because that's also very helpful and we just want to hear what you guys have to say about the show. If you guys are enjoying what we're doing, we like doing these week-to-week episodes. If you don't, then just leave a five-star review and don't write anything at all. Anyways, just remember, all this is free for you. It's priceless to us. Awesome. And so before we get to more Mushrooms and Last of Us, we do, or at least I want to give Trevor spoiler-free review of the week. We haven't done these in it's- a while. Back, <laughs> but a big movie came out Ooh. this week. It made over a hundred million dollars at the box office, which was actually yeah, a step movie. back for this company. And it's Ant Man and the Wasp in the Quantum Mania. We talked about Marvel. We talked about all this movie for a while when we talked about different Marvel shows. We talked about movies coming in twenty twenty three. This was a big one. A lot mm-hmm. of people were hyped for it. And online, there's been, I would say, mixed. Even though now. Rotten Tomatoes is at 47%, so it's not the best rating. It's down with Eternals, and I'll let you form your opinion on Eternals. And so I watched the movie, and I know that I was hyped for this movie. And it's it's a tough movie to review, just because there's a lot going on. And I feel like the biggest problem with this movie is what people want it to be, rather than taking it for what it is. And for me, I think it's worth your time. I think it's worth going to the theaters. It's fun. Are there weird things? Yes, they're in a quantum realm, which is a completely made-up existence. Of course, there's going to be weird things. It's not going to be, oh, I don't have the realism that this fungus could somehow develop to with climate change and sprout out of humans' heads. It doesn't have that realism. They throw realism out the window. But it's more the balancing of scenes where stuff with Paul Rudd, stuff with Jonathan Majors is outstanding. Jonathan Majors is amazing as as Kang and Paul Rudd is his usual Paul Rudd. He's really good as Ant-Man. It's more whenever Modoc or Cassie are on screen. The movie just comes to a halt. It they just don't fit. It's it's tough to watch at times and it derails from just this movie is nonstop. There's a whole lot going on. You can see that there's a lot of inspirations from other films and it it's that's why it's so tough. There's some great scenes and there's some bad scenes taken together. It's a fun watch, but individually you could have like, oh, and again, the climax is a type of movie where you want it to stick the landing. You want it to have, this movie's all about gravitas. Kang is a big deal and they're trying to emphasize what a big deal he is. 
and then the climax of the movie kind of lands really softly and it's a juxtaposition of the theming of what they're going for boo well that sounds like at least a fun movie but it's fun like okay you'll be entertained for two hours is it the best marvel movie no is it the worst marvel movie not even close i'd say it's solidly right in the middle so it's an Ant-Man movie. Gotcha. It is. That's how all the Ant-Man movies right. have been. Okay. <laughs> They're like, I watched it. It was fun. It's forgettable. On to the next thing. It is worth noting there are two end credit scenes. I wish I could talk okay. about them. They're super spoilery. But the second one is one of the best end credit scenes I've seen just because of what it entails. Oh, my God. Nice. All right. Okay. Once we stop recording... Well, if you know it. anything about what I've loved when it comes to Marvel, this is a continuation of that. <clears throat> I've been hanging out with you on here for almost three years and I still don't know what you You don't know what my favorite Marvel thing has been over like the past two years. Oh my god, why you know what? It's probably Come on, it's low key easy to figure this out, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's not that hard. Uh, that's good. That's Anyways. Good. Oh my goodness. We can talk about it afterwards. Okay, cool. Cool. Not too yeah, long. So that's Ant Man of the Quantumania. But enough of that. It's time for Last of Us Episode 6. And I don't know where you guys want to start. Which conversation do you think was the most impactful or touching or meaningful long-term for their dynamics or series going forward? Well, okay, so go Mm -hmm. ahead, Prog, Prog, Prog. You go first. No, I just want to say there's no fun guy this episode. Not one? Not one. Which which definitely was one of my questions. I was like, Mm -hmm. so... it. when I first saw them walking around in snow, I was like, you don't really see a whole lot of mushrooms in snow, do you? You don't, because they hibernate. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I wasn't expecting... Like, there was a piece of me that was, like, not expecting that. Like, not expecting the infected. But they all kept talking about the infected. I'm like, how would they be able to survive the snow? If, if the fungus needs a higher temperature now to live inside humans... It wouldn't be able to survive in the snowy weather. So I was like, maybe that was on purpose and very, very good on them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, honestly. But something I thought about during the episode. For yeah, sure. for sure. It, it, it's a double com, you know, just combining the idea of not having a population center. So there's not a bunch of people because getting infected people, you need people. When you're mm-hmm. two states where there's less people than there are in cities in California, then there's going to be less potential people to be infected. Which made for the beautiful scenery. There wasn't buildings ruining our scenery of the mountains and trees. And the river of death. And the the river river of death. death. (laughs) Two rivers of death. (laughs) The river sticks. That was a fun little touch. Man, what's the most poignant piece of dialogue? It's tough. I mean, I, 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 as much as I enjoyed Pedro's performance in the scene where he's talking to his brother, um, in the workshop scene, like that yeah, was a great, like just in... a great piece of acting for by him. Um, I, I preferred the one between him and Ellie uh, when they confronted each other because I felt like something a real father and teenage daughter kind of thing would have, especially like if you're doing, say, the trope of like a stepfather kind of a situation where you can tell they love each other and they're just really pissed off at each other. Um, I thought that was handled really, really well between the two. So for me, I think that was probably the most important one of this episode and one of the best of the series so far. You have to build their dynamic for it to matter. Right, exactly. 
I think I, oh, that was the, my choice. I, and if I'm going to choose, I think the workshop one, I think having Pedro just say, I've failed every time mm. I failed and I failed and I failed. I'm failing even in my sleep. I can't even fall asleep properly. That was tough. Like yeah. he's, he's breaking down. He's crying. The guy is, I mean, his acting is becoming more and more just like, wow, dude, I felt it. I'm like, this is incredible. Um, I, I would probably say that one because yeah, he, they, they harp on it a lot. They show him failing a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't want to fail again. And he doesn't want this girl to, he doesn't want her blood on his hands like everybody else's. Right. I just, I can't. Uh, yeah. I well, think that I'm, would have to be the one for me. And yeah. just the strength to admit I'm not who I was. Yeah. It's, mm. it's a tough thing that we aren't really good at. Yeah, for sure. Now the, the scene with him and his brother in the bar, not so much. I, I was mm. like, Pedro, come on. Or, yeah, he's. I know. Either one, I kind of went back and forth in the episode. I'm like, oh my god, you guys just you have to stand other than a well makeup, makeup. Like, dude, <sighs> he just admitted that he's going to be a dad. Like, he's not going to want to leave this perfect town. Like, this place yeah. is amazing, and you're asking him to leave for what reason? And to go where? Why don't you just right. set up shop, dude? This is perfect. Exactly. Like, there's they are literally <laughs> celebrating Christmas. Dude, stay. You don't have to go anywhere. Yes, the show's Alexandria. You know, this is their their place. Uh, stay anyways. there. Trevor, speaking did of you that, have one? Well, oh, just know that, the yeah. Alexandria thing. I, I mean, the whole thing had the vibes of the governor, and I was just so happy when they left. I'm like, they're just going to bring death and destruction everywhere that they go for every single episode. This is Walking Dead. And yeah. luckily, they just left, and this <laughs> town is know. perfectly fine. <laughs> God, Rick just brings death everywhere, huh? Jeez. But no, I think it's the Ellie and Joel one just because they mean so much to each other. And based on the video game and how this episode ends, it's going to need Ellie to care a whole bunch to get through what she's going to have to get through. Could be a tough few episodes coming up. Yeah, yeah. Winter is coming. They should just put that for all of HBO. <laughs> We, we can't get away from that one. Nope. Not with these two um, actors. So there was a scene uh, where they left the, uh, I don't know, were, were they uh, indigenous people? Were they, I'm not sure. What, I'm pretty sure they were. I mean, they're both yeah. I didn't know if they were known like, as indigenous uh, actors. So, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if they were like Eskimos or anything. I don't know why an Eskimo would be in Wyoming. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. But. Anyways, uh, which that would explain our conversation if they were Eskimos in Alaska, because then they have whales. That would explain our conversation earlier, but they're not in. Never mind. They're not Alex, in Alaska. Yes. They're not in Alaska. They're <laughs> not in Alaska. They're not. If you're in the closer know, you know, they, to Alaska <laughs> in Canada, where they filmed this, than Wyoming. But yes. So I love that scene where they're in the cabin. Love that scene completely. It was very interesting and fun like i like the dynamic between the two indigenous people and then the way that they talk to them the, how they're like they were just so nonchalant about everything it was just so fun about everything everything yeah. he you was made like, him soup yeah 
Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Literally, yeah. I loved it. I loved that whole scene. It was fantastic. But the the one thing that really stuck out to me was when they left that cabin and they're walking and they they're walking across this big bridge. Mm-hmm. And or I I don't know if this was before or after that whole conversation. It was right but after, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they're walking across this big bridge. Immediately in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that bridge is booby trapped. That's what I how, thought. Yeah. How yeah. could the bridge? not be booby trapped and it just seems like they were just kind of like nonchalantly walking across this bridge and i'm like Uh-oh. do you not remember your buddy uh what was it bob in episode three who bought not bob um phil frank, frank. bill <laughs> bill frank? thank you phil bill. or bill phil phil, phil. connors <laughs> ned ned ryerson <laughs> sorry um Remember how Bill booby-trapped everything. Yes. Like, all I could think about is a tripwire with a gun pointed right there, and you, boom, blew your head off. Like, how, uh, just that, that's immediately, I see the bridge, and I'm like, that entire thing's booby-trapped. Yeah, they kind of subvert your expectations that way. You can't, you keep thinking stuff like that's going to happen, and it doesn't. And I've yeah. noticed that um, the DP will like allow a lot of extra negative space in scenes to trick you into thinking that something's going to pop up and scream behind an yeah. actor and it never does. And it's really great. It's like a subtle way you... of like making you like be uncomfortable, but then uncomfortable. you're not getting that jump scare. Yes. So I like Absolutely. that. They create a lot of tension when they get to the college with the bamboo. They Same think thing. Yep. that there's going to be a jump scare. It's coming. It's so quiet. And they never do the jump scare. Oh. I was like, monkey's going to do a jump scare. Nope. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> no baboons. They just leave. There's like, ah, screwed. We're out of here. Sick of these humans. We thought we were all dead. What's going on? <laughs> Which Damn they didn't age. really explain why the there were no um, people. Unless they did. Did they explain why they left? Uh, Colorado? They didn't explain heading... why they left. Oh, okay. No, they said they wanted to go to Salt Lake City for some reason. Yeah, and That's right. There was a map. Possibly could have, yeah. Right. We don't know yeah. why. I'm sure there was a reason why, but gotcha. Who knows why? Cool. Um, so yeah, that bridge was just something that stood out in my head. I was wondering, was there anything that stood out to you guys? Um, I mean, the bridge scene was great because I've seen that bridge used in other movies and TV shows, and it's a great, it's a great bridge. Uh, good location scout there. Uh, but I wanted to backtrack to that scene um, in the hut in the very beginning because Elaine Miles is the one who played the woman in that scene, and she is uh, one of my favorite actresses. She was in Northern Northern Exposure. So if you ever watched that show, oh, if you wow. haven't, please do. It's fantastic. It's quirky and fun. Um, but I don't think I've seen her in anything since then. So that was a shock. I mean, I knew that was her immediately. Like, that was just the way she is. Like, she's just this wonderful amazing person like i think in real life i don't even know if she acts i think she just comes on screen and plays herself and is adorable and i love her um so shout out to her that was fun to see her that whole interaction was was fantastic it was the one thing about this show that doesn't feel forced is the humor it feels natural versus other shows that are dark that try to infuse humor to lighten the move it sometimes feels forced or mm-hmm. it's uh, lewd or whatever. Like it's it doesn't quite feel right. Whereas in this show, like you generally feel like these are real humans. These aren't like I don't know characterizations of what a human should be. It's like no, these are just real humans. This is how they would. But not every day is going to be like oh my god, I'm fighting off a, a zombie. 
or a mushroom right. person, you're probably going to yeah. go through <clears throat> months of never seeing one. And they're going to go back into your routine. You know, they're the married couple. They know each other. They're, those are their idioms. And it's kind of fun to see that. Um, so that was, that was a big standout. That whole scene was fantastic. And oh, yeah. Too. I love that he was like, did you? Did you tell them the truth? Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she she showed yeah. me on the map where to go. <laughs> Did you tell them the truth? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I just love that there was like nothing nothing seemed to bother them. No. Like, they they had two random people with guns pointed right at them and they're like, Well, this it, is either they, gonna be our time or whatever. They kind just... of remind me of Rose and Bernard from Lost. The, the couple that are like old and they just don't care. Like they don't care about your business. They don't care what you're doing or what you're fighting for. Leave us alone. Let us be the old married couple that, you know, <laughs> dies uh, off in natural the causes howls. later. The howls yeah. in, uh, in there you go. Gilligan's Island. Same thing. It's just leave us alone. <laughs> we're, we're fine. <laughs> you kids and your silly fireflies. <laughs> fireflies. The the <laughs> Firefly people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. That's way worse than mushroom people, man. Firefly mm-hmm. people? Oh my god. <laughs> no, thank you. Why are your uh, butts glowing? What's going on with you guys? Anyways, Trevor, anything that stood out to you? Well, I mean, I do want to give shout out to the good actor dog right at the start where he had to oh, identify if they boy. were infected. He he was a really good actor dog, and the horse was a very good actor horse. Like he didn't even tie the horse up. He literally put it just no, I in saw the that. crook like, of the tree. What? And the horse is like, "Cool, I guess I'm chilling here." Right. <laughs> it's my home now. Uh, I live here, I guess. But man, but about tension in that dog scene too. Yeah, they focus on Joel's face really well to be like, "Oh, the dog's gonna identify it." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Oh God, know. it's not." Yeah, <laughs> But uh, when they finally go and have the meal for the first time and Ellie is just like chowing down on the food and there's that girl staring at her. She's like, what? It was just so funny. Uh, (laughs) It's like city girl. What? (laughs) I I like that. Don't know why that I was like, I didn't care for that. Because it just didn't seem like if I guess didn't seem in character i think it seems kind of i, I feel like it kind of is because she she puts on like a false bravado all the time maybe i just haven't kid. i haven't felt like i've seen this false bravado like she's think... always been kind of uh, when we un... first meet her and she's chained up she literally oh, that's is right. like okay. yeah, 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 antagonizing yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. even though she's been chained up for like 10 days yeah, okay, yeah i'm trying to think of a scene where she's not that <laughs> i can't think of <laughs> okay one. maybe maybe i uh, yeah okay maybe i've had yeah, a drink it was or two. fun <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it was a good scene and it's a good cameo for season two anyway oh. that was fun Yes, but on to the scene, because we have um, Tommy and his wife that he gets to introduce to his brother, which was fun. Played by Tara from uh, uh, True Blood. So I am her back. so glad that you said that, because I saw her, and I was listening to her voice, and I'm sitting and there You kept going, thinking, like, who is this? Who is I this? I know this person. I know, right. th- And then I 
And then I wrote down in my notes, I used to watch a terrible show back in the day called True Blood. <laughs> was it wasn't terrible. It just sucked. Like a vampire. Oh, oh, dude, it was. But it was trashy fun, show. man. It was. It was trashy fun. That was the yeah. best part. It was trashy fun. It was but so anyway, dumb. She was fun in it. Oh, uh, but she was great in that show, and yeah. she was great in this too. Like she's a great yeah. actor, and really, I feel like you don't see a whole lot of her much. Same thing as I said. This was kind of like that episode where I kept seeing these actors show up that I haven't seen in a while. It was really nice to see them. Yeah. Well, they've so, been thank all you, hiding Director. in. They've been hiding in Wyoming all this. Yeah, time. they've been hiding in the apocalypse here. <laughs> This alternate reality version of our own future. Well, that'll do for all my notes. Well, the one part <laughs> that right was interesting. Like, they had the whole Christmas thing, and then they uh-huh. go to the movies, and I'm like, it's really interesting. You can only watch movies up until 2003. Yeah. Everything since then was never made. So yeah, it cuts out a lot of movies that you would potentially watch. They picked an interesting choice with the Goodbye Girl, which is actually a, a personal favorite of mine, but I don't think it's going to be too many other people's favorite movies. Uh, I couldn't so. figure out what it was. I, I didn't know the movie at all. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Check it out. It's kind of fun. It's cute. Um, Marsha Mason's in it. She's fantastic. So, But also, a movie. Keep, Weird keep choice. in mind, there's... I mean, there are thousands of movies made before 2003. So, no, I, I, mean, I just thought of all the movies catalog. they're missing out on. It, like, right, you're just watching classics, but yes. it's just really crazy. All these movies just don't exist. It's a, a lot it's of stuff fun to mess with timelines. Yeah. How does that wow. influence you in the future, right? Like, Especially because our society is so pop culture referential. Right. Like, what do you say? What kind of terms did you pick up maybe from these films that didn't exist? Are they using them in the show? You have to be... Yeah, oh wow yeah i haven't been but i maybe i should <laughs> it's like, i wonder oh. how much the writers have huh. to think about like oh they would say this like so and so does right. in that movie wait that movie never happened interesting oh that is you know and i don't even think about that type of stuff either so i'm glad that you brought that up that just made that whole scene so much more fun oh i guess she would be the goodbye girl huh ellie would be so that makes sense that they chose that film never mind all right. Now it's sad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, I guess this episode was sadder than I thought. Um, but, hey, uh, Maria's pregnant, so we're going to have a baby. So that's exciting. We're Just having a baby. Stop for you doesn't mean it's stopped <laughs> yep. for everyone else. That's right. I came here to save you. <laughs> he looks around. It's like a perfect village. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I still can't get over that. that like, when Joel, they go through dude. the gates, I was like, this looks like Winterfell. Like straight up, and then they show it's an old west, and I'm like, Oh, this is Westworld crossed with Game of Thrones, even right. better. Yes, <laughs> exactly what this is. They got the back lot from Westworld, and they're like, Throw some snow on it, done. Yep. <laughs> Looks nice, oh, though. It's so like a nice little place to live. I don't like the cold, but if I were to, that would be a nice place, I would think. It looks like, I mean, honestly, if I'm in an apocalypse world, I'd love to be there. That, yeah, that would that. be the most. Yeah, I want to be able to watch movies. I want to be able to celebrate Christmas. Especially, I want to go to a oh. bar and drink whiskey whenever I want. There you go. He's making whiskey and potentially bacon soon. So, and they got heaters. Even though it's cold, they got heaters. Yeah, but they live in a communist society. <laughs> they do. It's a commune, sir. It's a communist exchange. That. I love that. That like the brother Tommy just like 
stopped in his tracks Dead when stops. he realized. Dead stops. He He's like, like what? what? <laughs> He's been here for how long? And he just now figures it out. Oh my god. <laughs> Joel, you oh, want me to go god. where? Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, what? <laughs> Let's go now. <laughs> Not like the uh, commies. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy, but yeah, you do. Yeah, way to go, Tommy. But uh, Joel gets his sheep farm. Technically, he gets to visit it at least. That's his dream to retire on a on a sheep farm someday. And Ellie wants to go to the moon. Like that was a pretty sweet scene. Yeah. And I actually liked that he like fell asleep, and she was there to Watch be over ready him. on guard. Foreshadowing. I thought that was nice. <laughs> Gotta love foreshadowing. Yeah, it was a nice callback too to when he was looking out for her in that one episode. I think it was episode three, no four. It would have to be right after, huh? Where he was uh, standing guard. So nice touch, nice callback, nice callback, and foreshadowing in the same scene. So one thing I do want to mention is uh, Tommy has a board with the dates for Maria's child as well as Sarah, Joel's yeah. daughter. And her birthday is July 20th, 1989, which is literally my birthday the year after it. Dang. And it, it's just weird to see it. Somebody passed away at that time. It, yep. Like, I know there's an Ooh. apocalypse, but just to see it. And then you have to think about, like, okay... Look where you're at now, and like where would she be at now at your age? You know, mm-hmm. what would she be doing? What kind of life would she have? And he kind of sees that, right? Like he has that brief moment in that panic attack where he sees someone that looks like his daughter who has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he could have been a grandfather. Yeah. Ooh. That was oh, a tough weird. scene. Weird. Yeah. That was a good scene, though. <laughs> yeah, because she would have been what thirty something by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. Holy crap, yeah. man! Yeah, that definitely hits different when you really like sit back think and think it, about huh? it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh poor I don't Joel. Like that. Yep. Yeah, she'd be 36, I want to say. Because wasn't she 16? I don't do math. Well, if no. she was born in 1989, I would say that she is 33. There you go. So she was 13. Okay. I don't do math. So, yes, I'll agree with whatever you guys are saying right now. Yes, I, I was just going based on my age. If she's a year younger than me, exactly. Oh, there you go. See, that's easy. <laughs> simple that's easy math. math <laughs> Minus well, one. Simple, I'm not going to edit out that silence of us trying to figure out the math right there. <laughs> no. Fantastic. It's also very late at night that we're recording this, everybody who's listening right now. So, just FYI. I and Which I wasn't kidding lesson. when I said I was drinking. So. <laughs> So there you go. There you have it. <laughs> so or... the ultimate part of this episode is the end, which sets up the part of the game that is very challenging. So essentially they go to the college and everybody's deserted, like we mentioned. And there's, no there's these four random guys who just come up and they're walking around this abandoned college for no reason. And they don't have any guns or anything, but the dude somehow has a baseball bat that he cracks it in half on a tree and then stabs Joel with the broken part of it. Like, Still I don't even know what to make of that. that sequence of stuff. <laughs> like, the bat shouldn't have broke on a tree. Bats, even if they're made out of wood, they're extremely solid instruments. They are. It was, well, it was not even that. Like, 
the way that Joel was holding on to it, Joel had him, his back was to him, and then he broke his neck and he fell to the ground. Like, how did he stab him? It was during the like, fight, I'm sure. I'm sure it was in the heat of the moment. He probably didn't even notice it going in. He had so much adrenaline going through him. Because uh, there was a point where they kind of collided together, and I went, oh, oh okay. most likely at that point. Um, still, it's still interesting. I prefer, I think, the video game aspect of this scene better. It's more dramatic, I think. Uh, this is one of the few things I know about this going before I watched the show was this aspect. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like that change. <laughs> but whatever, it's okay. Because you have to take you Joel out so Eddie, so Ellie can have to now fight for survival by herself and just Pretty care for much. Joel in the winter. And she goes hunting for little bunnies. And there's a nice little cut scene Cute where little bunnies. the bunnies hop so- in and then arrow right through its neck. <laughs> That's oh my I know about god! I wonder if they're going to do that on the show. That's what this show—it's so iconic from the game. It is. I yeah. remember. I remember watching like it was. It was a thing on um on Facebook or it was viral. Instagram. And there was a streamer was like, who was doing it, and she's like, "Oh, a cute yeah. little bunny, oh, look at little bunny Okay, so this is actually okay. Now I'm this. Now this I'm has tracking. to set up why Ellie's in that situation. Uh, oh, crud! I hope my microphone didn't get shoot. weird. No, you're good. Okay, thank you. But no, it's good that he shot. He taught her how to uh, to shoot that gun. It was necessary. I don't know if he taught her fully. Like he probably didn't, he, but it's okay. He shoots the thing. He's like, "You're doing it wrong. This is how you do it," and they leave. So yeah. I don't know if she exactly <laughs> learned it. That's fair. So <laughs> for the best. We'll see. See how she does. Just be creative. So oh, does Joel actually die? Oh, we can't say anything, sir. Oh. Go tune in next week <laughs> for the further adventures of Joel and Ellie. For the in further adventures. The end of us, as my parents call it. The end of all of us. The end of us. The last of us. Um, so the this is kind of like the where I did have, like the, the, the entire episode I thought was fantastic. I do think it, it's a great episode. Um, it might end up being one of my favorites of the show. Possibly. We'll wow. See. Uh, maybe not my favorite. I still think probably that Bill and Frank is probably going to be uh, not one zombie in in this one either. Either one. You of don't even need. I know you don't even need zombies need to make a good zombie show. You don't. <laughs> but I did have a little bit of issue with some of the pacing there in that final scene. Um, it did. It, it kind of felt anticlimactic for whatever reason. I don't know yes. if it was just me, but I kind of just felt like I knew this moment was happening. And then when the, the episode kept happening, I'm like, Oh, it's going to happen this episode. Okay. And then it just kind of got rushed through and I'm like, ah, uh, it didn't quite have the impact I thought it was going to have on me. So maybe that was, that was just me. The acting was still great. I think, you know, Bella did a great job in that moment, but it just felt like the editing was kind of quick. They wanted that, that might be the only so bad. Maybe they, they did. Yeah, to maybe fade they to black with him bad. falling off the horse that, yeah, I can yeah, see what you're saying. Could have it out a little bit more. Do something else. I don't know with if it. it's because I, I know, know what's going <laughs> to happen if it changes it. Like, I'm waiting for him to be in the little like cot, dragged behind the horse, because Ellie's not going to be able to get him back up on the horse. And I'm waiting for her to make right. the little thing and drag him around. So I don't know. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just a weird pacing thing for me. That's all. Didn't like hurt the episode. I was just thought it was a weird way to end it, <laughs> like that. Well, and for people like me who have never played the game, it definitely makes you think okay so if if she did in this episode make a little cot for him to write in mm-hmm. I, my brain automatically goes to okay he's gonna survive right but where they left it was like 
perfect where I'm sitting here going, oh, oh, no. Right, it's a good he's, cliffhanger. He's I just said the, the pacing up to that moment was kind of off. Oh, me. absolutely, That's absolutely. All. But here's another clever thing is at the end of the episode, they always do a tune in for next week for this right. is going to happen. They don't show Joel once. Ah. So I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, no, Ellie's all on her own. And oh, no, Joel's dead. Right. And we all love. Well, Joel. I mean, it fits with the show. I mean, Joel kind of fully fleshed out his character in this episode. Like he said, yeah, like all this, fully like, fleshed out pretty much. If right? they got rid of him, it doesn't really impact because keeping him around doesn't change the narrative either. Right. True. Trichet. They kind of well, completed his arc, really. He's got to go here. be a dad on another show. That's true. He does. Space daddy. He's got to be space daddy. Not this. Not this cowboy daddy. Mm-mm. Space Daddy Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mando, it's coming up soon. That's right. That's yeah, right. we just had Star Wars night at uh, the San Diego Gulls, and I wore my Ooh. Mando helmet on the ice, which was pretty fun. Nice. So, yeah. Sounds Anyways. Like fun. <laughs> That's some Mando and Star Wars stuff for you. Yeah. Now, did you guys feel like you kind of missed zombies? Like a little piece of me was kind of like, oh, I kind of, kind of. No, I think I. I want to see something. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed meeting new characters and world building. I think I was okay with not seeing any of them. I agree with that, but like even when they were in Colorado, maybe have just maybe have just like an inkling of like a dead mushroom guy up against the wall, kind of like they did in the first episode. Yeah, that could have been kind of fun, right? Yeah, hanging off a tree or something like something where it's almost like the threat is still there right you know what i mean like i I still want that threat also i mean everything was completely deserted like there weren't even cars abandoned it was it was different once they went to the school it just was empty like there wasn't any signs of infected there wasn't signs of people who live there was really weird that's canada for you though Oh. But I wonder how long it takes for the apocalypse <laughs> to get to smaller cities. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Or how that would look and who would salvage what. Yeah. You know, what would that look like? Because people are going to salvage stuff to repurpose things. Right. Um, but this definitely made me realize, like watching this show, if there ever was some kind of apocalypse, I probably would go somewhere like a Montana or oh for sure yeah we we yeah. i've talked about this with uh, friends of mine that are like you know preppers they they're like oh montana yeah. for sure 100 percent. oh really <laughs> montana on there. oh yeah dude montana's uh, gorgeous it's amazing yeah, definitely go to hawaii How if you can you swim sure yeah, you're gonna <laughs> swim you need to swim how, how do you get to hawaii else boat are you taking yeah, a I'm cruise not, ship right. with a tanker <laughs> i don't know gas? how to drive a boat maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know if i like the tanker I just, I, how, I mean, hey, if you know how to sail, man, good for you. Dude. If you know I, how to get by in the winter without heaters, all on you. I don't know I how to die. get by in the tropics <laughs> without air conditioner. True, I'm dead either way. For different reasons. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. Being in Hawaii, the one guarantee is that once everybody's dead, you're good. Mm, that is fair. You could... You could literally go to like the Catalina Islands, which is closer. Not as tropical, but yeah. 
I get you. I get, I get what Trevor's less, saying. A lot less people, though. I just don't I like know how he's surrounded by ocean rather than surrounded by ice. I get mm. it. I get it. Mm. This is a good question for our viewers as well. Like, where would you want to set up camp in the apocalypse? What's your ideal location? My house right here, actually. So maybe it's because I'm watching this show right now, but yeah. I feel a little on edge. Um. Like, that a zombie's going to come on your door? No, not that. No, it's <laughs> not even so much the zombies. Like we said, everybody, every the threat mainly is other humans. Sure. And I always, you know, I'm always thinking, oh, God, is someone ever going to break into our house? Like, I've always got that in the back of my head. Like, someone's going to try and break into our house type of thing. And last night I couldn't sleep because I, I worked a San Diego Gulls game and I had a uh, energy drink before the game. I get home, I'm going to bed, and I can't sleep. And then I hear a chain link fence, my neighbor's chain link fence. And I'm like, someone's jumping over that fence. And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. So now I'm wide awake, adrenaline's pumping, I'm running downstairs. I've got a, like a, I've got a weapon, let's just say a weapon. (laughs) It's not a gun, don't worry. (laughs) I don't have a gun with a two-year-old in this house. But I have... An object that will definitely do some damage, and I'm looking around. and I'm like, okay, let's just say it was it was a possum or it was a raccoon or something like that. But probably was. But yeah, if there it probably was. But if there was a person, I probably would have hurt someone last night. And but then I went back to bed and I couldn't get back to sleep because then my adrenaline's just waiting for the next sound to chime and i'm like oh so i don't know if it's this show that's putting me on edge but might be the show too yeah maybe you're identifying with joel a little bit too much than you should maybe because all he's Mm -hmm. trying to do is keep his daughter alive in the first episode Mm -hmm. then he's trying to keep this other little girl alive and all i'm trying to do is keep my daughter daughter alive definitely not your father so yeah i think i can identify a little bit i'm not as old though <laughs> true man it'd be so, nice yeah. to look that good at at 50 something oh my god right and tommy too is supposed to be in his 50s at this point and i'm like tommy uh, didn't age at all and it does not look like he's tommy grew 50s. a beard <laughs> yes yeah. and long uh, hair yep <sighs> good for them i guess hey the apocalypse did good for him really did anyways him well, and his wife, man. They're like, great. That, that's the tough thing <laughs> about like the idea that, oh, we want to find a cure to go back and do what? You know, Ellie posed that question. That's the biggest she question did. in the whole thing. Like, yeah, we, we figured it out. There's a vaccine. We're getting rid of it. We, we don't have to worry about infected. What are you going to do? Yeah. The infrastructure of society is completely destroyed. The people yep. who are left are. They're monsters they on their own. In Kansas City, yeah. Right. We call They're them raiders too. now. They just go around and raid people. I don't know if we want those people doing anything or building our society around them. Yep. And now they get this new opportunity, apparently. This new Alexandria. Well, Welcome but that's the thing. Dude, there you go. She posed the question. It's like, yep. well, why isn't she just being like, dude, why don't we just stay here, man? Like, I mean, obviously, the bigger the bigger idea is that she wants to stop the threat for good, so they don't have to keep being on edge and on guard, and you know, I none the of those people seem her. like they're on edge. 
I don't know. They came at them pretty hard and fast on those horses and ready to kill them. And they've killed okay. a lot of people. Remember, they all kept washing up all, all the bodies. Right. So right. I think they are. I mean, the people inside aren't because they, they know they're being protected by all these people patrolling on the outside. So I want to be the person on the inside. Nice and warm, know, right? fat and happy, watching movies. Yeah, I'll be the, uh, the projectionist. Mm. <laughs> I'll be that guy. Oh. So goodbye, girl, again. All right. Well, here we go. Load it up. That's all we got. Cool. Pretend like you haven't seen this one before. I don't <laughs> know if we have do. anything else, guys. No, I think that covers it. It's what happens when you have a good show. I do want to shout out to Joel when he said everybody loves contractors, which is funny because oh, there's no reason to one. doubt him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was classic. I was what you call a contractor. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves contractors. <laughs> Everybody loves contractors. That's a good Contractor. Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> really great scene. He's cool. all being all down and everything. Yep, so stay tuned as we talk about it next week. Who knows what's gonna happen in episode seven? Does Joel survive? Can Ellie handle herself without Joel's help? Who knows? Until then, we hope you enjoy and we'll talk to you next time. Prog out. Adios, y'all. What? 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 I was saying, I think you know. You played the game, so you know. Oh.